At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Goes both ways between the Beltway and Swings Mill Road, that because of downed wires. The WTOP Traffic Center presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. Bob Imler, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob, we're going now to uh, Steve Rudin. He is in the uh, 7 News First alert weather center. As we move into the overnight, temperatures drop in the 30s. Winds from the west to 10 to 15. We have a cold day tomorrow, only around 40 for a daytime high. Gusts upwards of 30 miles per hour give us wind chill factors in the 20s and lower 30s. Sunshine is back on Wednesday, 45 to 50. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin, the First Alert Weather Center. Georgetown 42, Bowie 42, and Leesburg 37. Some parts of our area could be down to about 30 tonight. Still some pretty strong winds at times. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sokas. Coming up tonight. Several charges for a man accused of yelling anti-Semitic phrases outside a local synagogue. I'm Scott Gelman. A D.C. man is under arrest tonight in connection to the murder of two brothers. New training for D.C. police in the new year centered on helping those in a mental health crisis. I'm Matt Small. A judge temporarily blocks the removal of the Confederate memorial in Arlington Cemetery. I'm Dick Iuliano. Marvel Studios has dropped actor Jonathan Majors after a jury found him guilty of assaulting and harassing his ex-girlfriend. We're going in-depth with The Washington Post. 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. A tree has fallen onto Chris Mayo's house in Gorham, Maine, part of a storm system that has moved up the East Coast. I don't have water coming in yet, but the roof took a hit, and uh, it's not much of a fun day out here. The high wind and heavy rain have caused power outages and flooding. At least two people have died, one in Maine and another in Massachusetts. More from the Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Slidell. It's the same storm system that slammed into the south this weekend, dumping more than 10 inches of rain. An EF-1 tornado touched down near Myrtle Beach and winds up to 90 miles per hour toss cars and turn businesses and homes into debris. One of the trees just started cracking like it was a little stick, and uh, it falls on the corner of the house. Some people in South Carolina had to wade through the water in a paddle boat as the storm brought record-breaking rain to the city of Charleston. The U.S. and nine of its military allies are creating a new force to patrol the Red Sea. It's in response to a number of attacks on shipping vessels by Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen, an operation aimed at disrupting shipping in response to Israel's campaign in Gaza. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland. The U.S. naval forces have already engaged a number of times, shooting down either missiles or drones that were directed either at commercial vessels operating in the Red Sea or fairly directed towards Israel. So it certainly appears 
We're going to more formalize that particular operation, expand it in terms of the number of vessels involved. The U.S. and two key allies announced they are raising their security cooperation a day after North Korea test-launched an intercontinental ballistic missile. North Korea expert Ralph Kossa says this is a significant step in the right direction. The more you can track and the more you can accurately track, the better chances you have of responding or shooting it down if, if it appears to be a real and immediate threat. Nippon Steel, the world's fourth largest steel maker, is buying U.S. steel in a $14 billion deal. CBS's Lucy Kraft reports. Nippon Steel has agreed to pay $55 per share in cash for U.S. steel headquartered in Pittsburgh. The historic American company, whose founders include J.P. Morgan and Andrew Carnegie, will become a wholly owned subsidiary of Nippon Steel, creating the world's third largest steel maker by volume in an industry increasingly dominated by Chinese rivals. Lucy Kraft, CBS News, Tokyo. In Iceland, a strong volcanic eruption on the Reykjanes Peninsula. Residents have left Grindavik as they did last month amid strong seismic activity. The country's foreign minister says international flight corridors remain open. On Wall Street, stocks closed slightly higher. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform, you need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 10.03 here on WTOP on this Monday evening, December 18th, 2023. Georgetown at 42, some of the suburbs down to 30 overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following for you this hour. He is accused of yelling anti-Semitic slurs during an attack outside a local synagogue. Now, a suspect faces multiple charges for what happened over the weekend. Brent Wood maneuvered around security and parked a U-Haul van right in front of Kesher Israel Congregation in Georgetown on Sunday morning. That's where charging documents say he yelled, gas the Jews, and sprayed an unknown substance as people left the synagogue. Wood tried to open the synagogue's front door, documents say, but it was locked. There was a class going on inside at the time, and the building was being evacuated because of a bomb threat. When police got there, they saw Wood recording with his cell phone and holding a canister. He also yelled, it's just fart spray, the documents say. Wood has been released and is being ordered to stay away from the synagogue. He's charged with resisting arrest and simple assault hate crime. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. NBC4 spoke with Rabbi Chaim Schaffner, who was teaching that class inside the synagogue when all this happened. I was worried that he was going to do something more violent, obviously. Wood's next court appearance is set for January. A D.C. man is under arrest in connection to a shooting in Northeast that left two brothers dead last week. Ronzoni Jackson Jr. has been charged with two counts of first-degree murder while armed for the shooting deaths of 28-year-old Octavio Quintano and 35-year-old Osmin Quintano. D.C. police say that the shooting happened just after midnight last Tuesday outside a liquor store on 4th Street and Adams Street, northeast. The two brothers died at the scene. All 3,300 sworn D.C. police officers and recruits will go through a two-day course starting next year. It's designed to give them additional tools to calm situations in which somebody is experiencing a mental health crisis. D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith says the goal of ICAT is not to eliminate police uses of force, but to provide our officers additional skills that allow them to handle a range of critical incidents safely and successfully. ICAT, which is short for Integrating Communications Assessment and Tactics Training, is already being used by 120 law enforcement agencies across 30 states. Smith says it will supplement training officers began receiving last year, focused on 
on what the department calls mental health first aid. In the district, Matt Small, WTOP News. A Confederate memorial was supposed to be removed from Arlington National Cemetery, but now a federal judge has stepped in. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports. The Confederate memorial towers over the graves of Confederate remains in Section 16 of Arlington. A federal judge in Alexandria has ordered the statue to at least temporarily remain. David McAllister, spokesman for the group Save Southern Heritage Florida, says when Congress ordered the removal of Confederate statues, it made an exception for grave markers, such as the memorial. They explicitly accepted grave markers. Grave markers were not to be touched. The Army, which operates Arlington, had planned to complete the memorial's removal this week, work that must wait until a Wednesday court hearing. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Thousands of commuters are being impacted by Metro shutting down part of its red line for most of the rest of this year. And tonight, many dealt with long delays after a fire at the DuPont Circle Metro station caused a temporary closure. For the rest of the year, folks must use another way to get around these red line stations that are under construction. But I'm sure it's needed. In the grand scheme of it all, I'm sure it's going to be worth it. I'm sure it's going to be like very inconvenient for everyone over the holiday season. Here at DuPont Circle, for the next two weeks, Metro riders like Taryn will hop off the train, line up, and wait to hop on shuttles to continue their commute. Metro employees seem to be moving people from the station fairly rapidly onto the rented-out charter buses. So they're doing everything they can. Both Farragut and Metro Center stations are having their red line service shuttered. It'll last until December 30th. That's probably the best time of year to do it. It's not as crowded. Transit Agency is shoring up parts of that line that date back to Metro's beginning 50 years ago. At DuPont Circle, Luke Luger, WTOP News. Following this evening's delays, Metro says it's adding extra shuttle bus service from Farragut West to Woodley Park and limited shuttles from Farragut West to DuPont and Woodley Park. Virginia Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, along with Maryland Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen, are asking for more funding for Metro. The Democratic lawmakers sent a letter to President Biden requesting at least $30 million be included in the 2025 budget, primarily to address security issues. This request comes as WMATA faces a $750 million budget shortfall that threatens safety and services starting this summer. In their letter, the senators stressed Metro, more than other transit systems, shoulders a heavy security burden because of its role in federal government operations. Metro estimates it spends 30 to $33 million a year on operations relating to national security and counterterrorism. Coming up here on WTOP, following Southwest stock price tonight, after the airline had to pay a big fine. It's 10.08, and we're glad you're here. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And here's Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, still working on the crash on southbound 395 after Edsel Road, still getting by single file to the right. And things are generally good on 66. The early work zone so far is on 66 westbound before Glebe Road. You get by a single file to the right past the work zone uh, around that. Now, they've also set up other road work out there. Uh, I think they have started to set up westbound near Prince William Parkway, blocking a single right lane, but 95 south.
The WTOP Listen Live experience is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks and all of Kerasoft's cybersecurity solutions. Explore them at kerasoft.com slash cybersecurity. Competitive every day. Then we break out of the box with exclusive package rebates on top of manufacturer rebates the big box stores simply don't have. And if you do find a lower price locally, we'll match it for up to 30 days after purchase. Don't fall for the big illusion that the big box stores save you more. The better appliance deals are at Bray & Scarf. Don't miss the year-end clearance event going on now at Bray & Scarf with great deals on great appliances, in-store and online. All in-stock KitchenAid dishwashers are on sale. And save on Whirlpool washers and dryers. Come see for yourself that Bray beats big. Visit any of Bray & Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. Good to have you here at 1022. You recognize our jingle. It is Cabinet Discatters and now celebrating our 40th anniversary. That's right. 40 years ago, we started a small family business, building a reputation around excellent customer service, quality products at a great price. And now to celebrate 40 years, we're offering incredible discounts till the end of the year. To learn more, call or go to CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet Discounters. How do you keep up in a world that refuses to slow down? WTOP News. That's how. Get up to speed. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. And now it's 1022. Well, the owners of a Georgetown restaurant that burned to the ground this summer have been sentenced to almost five years behind bars. Golem and Karen Kokabi pleaded guilty to tax evasion back in August. They're from Vienna, Virginia. The couple failed to pay more than $1.35 million in taxes from several restaurants they ran in our area. Mr. Kokabi, also known as Tony, also pleaded guilty to stealing more than $738,000 in COVID relief money. He admitted to using that cash meant to help his business on a waterfront condo in Ocean City and for his kids' college tuition. They were also sentenced to a couple years probation. The Kokabi's owned Georgetown's decades-old Italian mainstay Ristorante Piccolo, which burned down in June. The Justice Department is unveiling a new national database that will track records of misconduct by federal law enforcement officers. The database is aimed at preventing agencies from unknowingly hiring officers who have a pattern of troubling behavior. All federal law enforcement entities must submit records for their personnel by February of next year. President Biden called for the creation of the database in his executive order on policing last May. The federal move is seen as a step toward accountability amid growing calls to close loopholes that allow officers to be rehired by other agencies after losing their jobs or resigning after misconduct allegations. Let's turn to local schools and how to fund them in the coming year without the COVID money that used to flow in. WTOP's Kate Ryan reports inflation is a part of why the superintendent of Montgomery County Schools is now asking for more money for next year. $3.3 billion. That's the budget being proposed by Montgomery County Superintendent Monifa McKnight. She's asking for $157 million more than this year. With the vast majority, about $100 million, going straight to the more than 3% raise in employee compensation for next year. McKnight also points out that federal COVID money continues to shrink, and the school system says $15 million in the budget is tied to inflation. Montgomery County has more than 160,000 students, 44% qualify for free and reduced meals. The county council will have the final say on the budget in May. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 
Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 1025. Let's check in again with Frank Hanrahan. Another late night of Wizards basketball as they are underway at Sacramento. Good start. They've got a 23-18 lead at the Kings. Can they close? That's going to be the question for the Wizards who come into tonight 4-21. and Detroit, meanwhile, lost its 24th straight, losing at Atlanta. 130-124. Monday Night Football, it's been 15 years since Philadelphia has beaten the Seattle Seahawks and the Eagles trying to pull off that road victory. Right now, Eagles 17-10 lead at Seattle with just under two minutes left in the third quarter. College football, it was the famous Toastery Bowl. Western Kentucky comes from 28-zip down to beat Old Dominion 38-35 in overtime, one of the greatest comebacks in bowl history. Getting the uh, Wizards off to a 23-18 lead at the Kings out in Sacramento. 